Welcome back, everyone, to the Authentic as Fuck podcast. My name is San. I'm a storyteller and I'm a marketer. And in this podcast, I work with my community members uh, of Night Owl Nation to help them through storytelling, branding, marketing, entrepreneurship, um, any kind of questions that by, they might have. Today, we have the lovely Shri. Hi, Shri. How are hey. you? I'm doing amazing. Fellow Texan. Um, so let's start with there. Like, where are you from? Where do you live? What do you do? And, you know, a little bit about your background. So I am here from Houston, Texas, and I'm a video marketing producer, but that didn't happen overnight. I actually worked in an oil and gas company. And in 2018, when my, my ex, the father of my daughter, he passed away, he didn't leave a legacy. And I had always dreamed of starting a business. But at that point, I realized you know, my daughter didn't have her father. She also, his side of the family disowned her. So I just got, it wasn't, it was not even mom mode. It was just more of, okay, here's a little girl. We got to, we got to keep her going. No matter what happens to me, she could still keep going. And that's when I said, okay, in oil and gas, they were laying off. And I said, you know what, no matter if I get laid off tomorrow, I have something to fall back on. And so that's when I started a VA business in 2019. And as I was talking to entrepreneurs, of course, I did not have a plan. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just did it. And people were asking me all these questions. And the first thing they said is, you need testimonials. And then it was placed on my heart, peer their journey. And here I'm thinking, I don't have a studio. I don't have a equipment. Like, what do I do? And then 2020 hits and we're in the middle of lockdown and I'm thinking, well, what can I do? How can I get visibility to my business? And I see Gary B, Ed Milet, Jay Shetty, Lewis House, they're all using live streaming. And I'm thinking, how can I do this? And I saw one of my friends go live on Instagram. And that's when I said, OK, I know this girl. I pray with her. I'm going to do my show. I'm going to bring on entrepreneurs, hear their story, hear their journey. And that's when I said, okay, this is my show. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> I was so <laughs> scared. But after 50 sorry lives, like they were they were good for the first 50, but and I'm very grateful for them. But they sucked. That's when I started to get a groove of this. And when I hit my hundredth live, I realized, you know, I need to start investing in myself. I started working with the coach. She asked me about my VA business. She said, did you make any money? I said, no. Then she started asking me about the show and how many of the hundred had I coached? And I said about 40 because none of those 40 had not ever done a video and a live streaming show. Because remember, this is 2020. Nobody's doing video. We're like trying to figure stuff out. And that's when the birth of this second business, which is what I'm doing now, helping entrepreneurs get confident on camera began. And then in 2021, because I started posting on LinkedIn, I went live for the first time in September. And then six months later, they laid me off nine days before Christmas. Oh, because wow. they said it was because they were downsizing, but a lot of it had to do with my posting on LinkedIn and my presence. They didn't like that. And oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Part why, of it is that. <laughs> why, why, why didn't they like that? Like, why, why does it 
because it's like a completely different industry. So, right, they didn't like it because uh, one, I do, I take blame. I did take some shots, but it was like before work or after work, and mm. you could see part of where I worked. But I tried mm. not to do where you could be like, oh, this is this is the company. But there are some shots where there was, and then also they just didn't like the. Uh, the traction they just because I had a lot of a lot of my posts went viral on LinkedIn they just didn't like that I don't and I can't really say there's other parts like I you know my smart self would take calls meaning like coaching calls during not my my clients but mm-hmm. I would be in a coaching call and but I, I was it was my time like it was lunchtime or whatever they just would always track stuff so it's a little, I, I will not say it's completely them, but I will say that just because they have something in place about social media does not mean that they they like it. Maybe it's and like I, something like they just they don't want they don't want people to have a side hustle. <laughs> they want them to just focus somewhere. <laughs> maybe it, it, it's a lot of stuff, but and I just learned as someone going back, if you're on LinkedIn, and you have a business, disconnect from everybody who you work with. Mm-hmm. Block them. Do not connect. Like you need to run your business without people looking at you. And that's one number one place where people are scared to promote, but it's the number one place you'll get a lead really quick. That's true. That's a that's actually a good I haven't even thought of that because um you know when I start, started my side hustle, it wasn't like public, right? Because uh, I'm not posting on social media. I was freelancing. So like nobody, my boss didn't know about it. (laughs) You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like most companies don't actually like they don't, they want like hundred percent of your focus to be in in your job. Right. Like, so I can kind of see from the company's point of view, like how they might not like that. Right. Because yes. like maybe they think your mind is somewhere like your you know your your focus is somewhere else or something like that. Um, yeah, and they want you to post their content, but at the same token, I always argue back with my. I have I still have friends who work nine to five, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm the social media uh, ambassador, and I'm thinking, well, you should also post about you. Mm-hmm. How do you handle? a stressful situation, like or getting ready for a trip, last minute mm-hmm. trip for work or uh, your five essentials that you carry, because at the same time, this company will lay you off and you're mm-hmm. still building yourself on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. which when I got laid off, I already had a few job offers come in. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I, didn't take I focused on the business, but I'm just saying that that's the power of putting yourself out there. And you could do it in such a way that you don't lose your job. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I also like what you said about how, because I see people who do social media for the company they work for, right? But you should, if that's the case, you should think of yourself as the talent because, you know, that's a lot of people actually do that, right? Because they're at the end of the day, when, when, you know, those like day in the life of what it's like to be an intern at Google. And they like, at the end of the day, people are not really interested in just Google, right? They're interested in this person who works at Google and what she's going through or something like that. And that the personal part of it is what people want to watch, right? Yes. So you're kind of building your own brand while 
you know, you're, you're, you're working on other people's brand as well. So, yes. And a lot of times people aren't even asking you what it's like to be at Google. They're asking for a job. They're asking for you to connect them to the person. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, that's true too. (laughs) So how can I help you? What is there, um, a specific question you have for me, or is there something you want to talk through? So I, in 2022, I had a client who came to me and said, well, I don't want to learn how to go live or use this third party platform. I want you to do all of it. And that's where the agency came to life, because Hmm. before that, I never thought I just never thought that that was possible. My creative director is actually a really good friend of mine that I Hmm. met because of my live streaming show. And he was a guest. The The next person who's an editor and copywriter is my boyfriend, Robert. (laughs) And I've gone live many times with him. And then there's uh, the third person who I also interviewed and I trained her to be a remote producer. And I do have a video editor that came along the way. And then I have my forced employee, which is my daughter. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah it's like a family business <laughs> and one of the things is that my first the first client it i didn't ask the right questions so i realized later they weren't a good fit then the second client we learned this is where i learned okay how social media plays a role if you're doing a podcast or a live streaming show because I couldn't relate how my journey really, it really did was I was posting, I was connecting. And then that's why I have this live streaming show people want to tune into. I don't have a podcast, it's coming. But the... Your live streaming show is on what platform? So I go live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and sometimes it connects to Twitter. And then we hop over to Instagram. So you get what's called a world tour, a world tour. So you're going to <laughs> platforms. But one of the things that I learned along the way. You don't that, do YouTube? So that's the next thing to do YouTube. Restream is not connecting my YouTube because there's so many, some kind of errors and I have to sit down. This is the, this is the time to do that. Yeah. I'm not I've been using StreamYard. And that works extremely well across all those platforms. I'm actually going to be moving over because that's another quite you know another thing to look at. There's so many platforms, right? But there's mm-hmm. Streamyard and Restream. I use Restream; it's cool, but I'm starting to fall in love with Streamyard because it has a few more features that Restream doesn't have. Yeah. But when I started this journey as an agency, um. I'm still discovering the type of clients I want to work with. So I wanted to ask, like, how long did it take you to figure out the type of clients you want to work with? Oh, so, okay. So are you still coaching or are you talking about like you want to focus on like an agency business where you're doing client so work? Now, I am only focusing on the agency. I really want to fo- uh, build that up because within the agency, you do get some coaching because we produce the show like got it, what got you're it. doing and afterwards we'll tell you hey this is what you could do better mm-hmm. or this was really good um a lot of entrepreneurs so, don't know what to do okay so from my experience what i've done 
is in the beginning what I was like, okay, I'm going to go after these type of clients. I, I love working with these kind of clients. I'm going to, I try to like set a goal, set a vision and say, okay, this is the niche that I'm going to. That didn't really work out so well because, um, because I think that when, when, if you're not really in a niche and you try to force a niche, there's a lot about that niche that you don't really know about. Do you understand what I mean? And for me, what, how, how it worked out. So in the beginning, I was like that. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go after tech startups because I love working and building apps and building websites for tech startups. And I love the tech startup culture and I'm going to go after that. But what ended up happening is um, most most tech startups that wanted to hire us, agencies, were really, really like tech startups that have barely minimum funding or they were kind of like funding themselves. So they didn't have money, right? Yeah. The ones that just got a 10 million, they, they raised $10 million or whatever, they were hiring designers and developers in-house. They weren't really looking for an agency to build stuff for them. So I didn't realize that. Like, looking back, I'm like, oh, of course, obviously, if I just got $10 million in funding, I'm going to hire my own people. Why would I hire an agency, right? Like, so I only ended up attracting, like, the startups that don't have money. And another thing I realized is, like, startups that don't have money, they're going to be on your ass because this is literally they're spending money out of their own pocket to pay for your service. So it's going to be a headache client, whereas in... The, the, the client that I'm working with that are like CMOs or marketing directors of a bigger company, it's not their own, own money. So they're not as, you know, they're not as um, micromanaging about the, the work, right? So that's a, so I real, we realize like we're making no money and we're doing tons of work because these clients need everything because they're startups, right? So... That kind of didn't work out. We did that for like the first two years and then we were just struggling so much, right? And then we worked with one tech startup which happened to be, um, uh, it's called Ambio Health. And it is a tech startup, but it was founded by a bunch of like, um, you know, like finance background people. So they had a lot of money and, you know, we, we built this app for them and it... it it was like it won all these design awards in the medical industry, but it was like an old school tech startup. It wasn't like one of these fancy tech startups. It was kind of like an old school medical type of tech startup. And what happened was that got us um, another project for another pharmaceutical company, and that got us project for a hospital, and which got us like, and then all these other hospitals started coming to us, and somehow we accidentally fell into this like medical <laughs> uh, pharmaceutical hospital uh, world. And once we got in that world, one of the clients said, oh, in order for you to work on our website or our system, I need whoever is working on it needs to be HIPAA certified. Because, so HIPAA is like this um, regulation where, you know, when you work on hospital system, they, they have to be secure. The, the patient data has to be secure. So we had to follow certain procedures. So we all got certified in that, right? But once we got certified in that, every hospital that came to us, now we were competing against other agency and we were the only HIPAA certified agency. So we automatically won the job. And just, it just, once we did few hospital websites, 
every hospital came and it was like I didn't even have to sell because oh you guys already done three oh you guys are HIPAA certified oh you understand our clinical research system our clinical information system oh it became a no brainer right so somehow we accidentally f- fell into the that healthcare uh, kind of industry now one day Gabby Bernstein walked in. <laughs> Okay, by the way, what happened was even though we, I was in that industry, like I hated that because it was very corporate. I felt like I was back in like a nine to five job. <laughs> like I, I was just doing this boring hospital projects and things like that. And, you know, I, we, we couldn't really innovate too much. Everything has to be boring. And, but then about, I would say maybe six years ago, um, Gabby Bernstein came, found us, and uh, she wanted to do it. And this was like, she wasn't that big back then. She she had like this like really shitty website, <laughs> and she wanted like this was the first time she was like investing into marketing. And we did this website for her. But while working with her, I found this. I reignited my passion for making website because I was working with her directly, uh, with the stakeholder directly rather than working with some marketing manager who just doesn't want to get fired, doesn't, couldn't care less about the project, right? So we have fun. We did a lot of innovative stuff, and that website started, like, people started featuring, because personal brand websites, you know, are pretty boring. They're pretty basic. But her website was, like, off the hook. Like, we did a lot of, like, innovative stuff on there, and it started getting featured on all these blogs, top 10 personal branding website, and, like, um, we also had our link on the website, so everybody that and it was like a high traffic website, so everybody that came to the site like they loved it, and we st- all these personal brands started coming to us. She started referring us to all these personal brands, and after a while, what I realized is that a lot of these personal u- brands also same thing. They or you all use similar platforms. They all use uh, what's called Infusionsoft, uh, which is like a uh, see newsletter software that a lot of these people use. Um, they all use like things like ClickFunnel. They use like, so what I realized is that a lot of a lot of them also do very similar things. And once we started doing them, we started getting really good at it, right? So when a personal brand comes to us now, it's kind of like, oh, you've done, oh, you've done Gabby's, oh, you've done Jay Shetty, oh, you've done this. Oh, and you already you, you you guys are already proficient in Infusionsoft. You already know how to set up these funnels, and so it becomes a no brainer again, right? So we accidentally fell into this niche, and once you're so, I, I don't think that you can force a niche. What you do is, you know, you what are what are people coming to you for, and then. What ends up happening is once you become proficient in some of the things that they use, because what happens is a lot of times, that's, I think, the best part about the niche is that when you go into this type, when you do this type of video, everyone in the industry kind of have similar problems. They have similar technology. They have similar tools that they use. That when you speak their language, it's almost, it becomes a no-brainer choice for them. So I will then ask you now, like, what type of clients do you work with now? So the type of clients that I'm attracting, I first had a sales coach who also had a nine to five. 
Then the second client, which I fired, she is a, she, she does passports. Like she has a passport agency. And then she, on the side, she became an author. So she, she publishes books all the time and she sells it to roller skater, uh, skaters, like people who roller skate. And then the current client that I have right now, he Why did had, you fire her? I fired her because when we were, we had suggested to her quite a few things to help her make sales because we told mm-hmm. her that her page is dedicated to the skating world. Mm-hmm. And it's a book that you're selling. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people aren't going to buy a book, but you can make it happen. Like I sold a like her and I are really good friends, but mm-hmm. it, her and I co-wrote a book and I sold my copies of my book because I kept posting it online. Mm-hmm. I was, a, I was, it was crazy, but I learned how to. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her, what are the things you need to do? She didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And at the end she started saying, well, when I, when I edited a video, she said, you misspelled a word. One day she told me that you misspelled this word. And I looked mm-hmm. back and I didn't. And then I started to realize she's starting to pick at it because she's not making money and she's struggling. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where it was crossing the line between friendship and no friendship that I finally mm-hmm. said, you know what? Okay. In, in our last conversation, she started picking at small things that I said, no, mm-hmm. we're done. I'm not, I'm not going to work. That's like a typical, that's such a typical story of like why you shouldn't work with friends. <laughs> like I heard it so many times. <laughs> Yeah, it is true. I mean, and it's true that it could come up with even my team, but I met them as entrepreneurs. We all met Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs. So we I understand I'm not taking away work from you. Actually, I'm adding. And then this client that I have right now, which it was again, it just fell. I was in a car accident in December and I had to go to a pain management doctor. And it happens to be the doctor that is my client. Oh, okay. But I'm finding that, and that's that's gonna be another question later on. But he, I have him right now, and then I also have another client who's a hairdresser, and she does um, combo and tarot cards. I have another client that I write her scripts and record and edit for, and she is a she's a recruiter for aerospace space and engineering firms and then the so what kind of video does she make so her videos are just talking about her services and talking to the pain points but for her company or for herself for her company her own personal company she's a recruiter her her agency is a recruiting agency oh okay okay so she talks about recruit okay okay yes but she's speaking to the ceo and she's speaking to the candidates because the candidates, the positions that she's filling are CEO, CFO, CMO, the high level executive positions that aren't being broadcasted, but these companies are looking for, so they'll go to her and say, hey, I'm looking for this. And then when she's looking for candidates, she's looking at a candidate that's really happy where they're at. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, hey, would you consider going so to- So she talked about like executive- career type of thing like career related content 
career related, uh, brain diversity, why you're struggling to bring the right talent or the current talent that you have is actually bad because they're actually distracting or repelling. Oh, okay. So she talks about hiring, like hiring HR stuff. Okay. HR stuff, yeah. Oh, okay, got it. And then oh, that's the, cool. Yeah. And then the third client I have, it's one-on-one and she is, that's the only coaching client that's one-on-one. These other, these, uh, the doctor, the combo and the recruiter, they're agency clients. The one that's a coaching client, she's a so, mindset coach. So for the agency clients, what exactly do you do for them? Because like you go there and you record it or like how does that process work? So for the doctor, he's here in Houston. So I can yeah. go to him and record his doctors, his team, and we do all of the social media posts. We ask them to just provide us a little bit of, of point of view. We help because we, we sit down with them. We strategize. We're like, okay, this is what's working. This is what's not. How about you know, give us a little bit so we can write for you because we don't, I don't know pay management and I'm learning it. Mm-hmm. As much as I can research, I still want to hear from what are the questions that you're getting asked. And then for the combo, it's more about helping her write her script. What is her, you know, why, why would somebody like yourself, son, or myself, who doesn't know about tarot reading or even know what combo is, why would we want to work with you and helping? But they have to keep coming up with content, right? Video content. Um, No, we work together. Yeah. So it's a continuous, like, so you, you constantly have to give them content ideas and things like that. Right. Okay. Got it. And with the doctor, we do a little bit more. We actually post for them. We, Oh, okay. We copyright for them. We do the designs for their posts. We edit all the videos. Were they making videos before? Before or you got them to make videos? The doctor? No, they weren't making videos. Okay. The uh, recruiter, she did, but she said they failed. And then she came back. How do you, um, how do you market yourself? How do clients find you? So they find me through LinkedIn and LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, but I really post a lot more engage. If you were asking me where do most of my leads come from, LinkedIn and Instagram. Instagram and okay. Facebook are about the same. And when they first when you before you work with them, when they come to you, what are they struggling with? What are what are they at? Like what's the you know, that, if you can make, wave that, that question up, like if you can wave a magic wand and solve problem for you, what is that problem for them? I want visibility. I want to show. I like your live stream show. I like your videos. I want the same engagement that you have on LinkedIn. Uh, so they're, so they're not, most of them are not making videos right now or they're not posting videos. No. If, if they are, they're, if they are posting, the doctor wasn't posting, and mm-hmm. the recruiter and the mindset coach and the combo girl, they are posting videos here and there, but they're not doing well. They're not converting. Got it. So what you're doing is not just video. It's it's. 
I mean, video is part of it, but it's more, you're also kind of helping them with content marketing. Right. Because ultimately I've learned mm-hmm. and you can tell too, that your best content comes from what people want to hear. So if mm-hmm. you have a post that goes viral, mm-hmm. there's a reason why it went viral. That's a topic. Mm-hmm. That can be your next live streaming show. That can be your next podcast episode. Mm-hmm. That's why I tie in the re I don't like social media management, but mm-hmm. I understand why social media posts play a role. Cause the number one question I get is I can never have, I don't have topic ideas. What do I talk about? What if nobody comes and shows up for my show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Wait, so when you do your live stream, is it just you or are you talking to somebody? So I would be talking to somebody like you, son. I know you're going to be on my show. Mm -hmm. So so you have a guest. I have a guest. And I've been having a guest so many times that now people are asking me to go live by myself. Mm. If I go live by myself, I'm going to do a live. Oh, okay. They just so it's, want a, it's to, a different kind of content. It's okay. a different kind of content. They want to see what do I know? How can I help them? And so I do it in my private group, my private Facebook group. And lately I've been trying to do once in a while a a uh, pop-up live. For example, I went live on LinkedIn and I just talked about the few things I know to make your profile successful on LinkedIn, the amount of messages that I got because of that live made me realize I need to do more of these type of workshops. Is LinkedIn your main platform? Yes. It you is. know what I would do if I were you? I would actually start with, I would create a, so a lot of agencies don't do this, right? Cause like what agencies do is, Oh, I can do this. I can also do this. I can do this. And they're like, they, 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 everything is kind of a la carte, right? Like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll do a custom proposal for this client versus, but that's actually one of the sure way to like run your agency to the ground, in if you're in the beginning stages, because that requires so much operational complexities, right? If every client that I'm serving, I'm doing something totally different for them, <laughs> it becomes like, because every one of those things is extra complexity that you your team or your team needs to understand. Oh, you need to know that this client is like this, this client is like this, that client is this. Like, it's so much training, so much information that's confusing you. What you really need is, even as an agency, is you need a package service. Which we have. Oh, you do? Okay. And what what are those? So when you see my posts, because now Mm -hmm. this is the direction I'm going in, is I talk about live streaming, podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I talk about social media management and tips to get on video. You don't want to work with us. Mm-hmm. And the packages are, if the first package is just posting, copywriting, posting, and designs. The second one has a lot What do you mean by copywriting? Like the writing the script? Writing, writing the script or writing the captions for your oh, posts. Okay. So we have, on LinkedIn, it's huge. Your copy is huge because it's not like Instagram. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Right. Your first, okay, so tip. When you write your copy for LinkedIn, your first two lines are huge. So this is the way it works. Mm. You put it's your like first, the hook. 
Yeah, there's like the hook is the first yeah. the first two lines. If you have a space in between, so you have line one, space line two. Now, if you don't put a space, your first three lines before you get see more is really important because that's what people look at mm -hmm. before they look at your video. Maybe your vid and your video thumbnail is really important too. So if you have a video, got it. And so the first package. The first package is focused on either video editing or copywriting designs, like the infographics. So they send you the video and then you edit it for them? They can send it to me or we mm -hmm. can we use Riverside and we just record them. Oh, wow. Okay. Got it. And the second package includes all of the first package, but then an ep an episode of your a live streaming show where we produce it. So you just show up and mm. we take care of the rest. And then the third package includes, we convert it into a podcast and you have at least two to three episodes. And that's just a, that's just where we're at. That's just starting. It doesn't seem like the, there's a huge difference between the second and the third package. The third package has more though. Because it's uh, more producing of shows and converting. Because the second package, we don't convert it to a podcast. It's just a live streaming show. I know, but uh, going from there to that, the podcast is not a huge leap. Because all you're doing is you're just extracting the audio. And then... It's it's the amount of times you go live, though. Because some people... Also, it's the, number, the quantity. The quantity. So, okay. for example, somebody can say, well, I'm okay going live once a month on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm good. And, okay. and, so and what's I, the quantity you get for a second package versus third? The second package you get uh, between two to four. Okay. What about the third one? Sorry. The second one. I thought you were talking about the third one. The yeah. second one is just one. The third per package. Per month? Per month. Yeah. The third package. Got is it. Four. Okay. Got it. And which one do you, do most of your clients go for? Uh, they they really go for the first package. I wonder why. Well, when I I love my creative director, <laughs> but he was like, "Don't show the second. Don't show another package price. Mm -hmm. Just show this first one." But in my mind, I was like, "No, we need to show the second one." Because then they'll see the difference. Because they never saw the difference, they just went, they wanted to. I also feel like the first package, you're doing too much. Because it, it to, like from, I don't know about you, but from my perspective, it sounds like that first package requires majority of the work. Do you know what I mean? Because you have to like edit, you have to design stuff, you have to write copy. Whereas They're in. We're doing that for all the packages. I know, but what, if I if I were to look at the packages, it's like this is this sounds like it's the amount of work that's required for the first package, and second package it sounds like it requires just a little bit more work than that, <laughs> because you're you know like you're, you're when you're live streaming you're just basically showing up there asking questions and things like that, right? So it just takes the time of that live stream. Are they right. getting their own gifts? guests and stuff no we will get the guest and then we okay so there's some little bit of background work that happened yeah. but still that i can't imagine that's as much work as the the actual editing and 
copywriting and stuff like that. Actually, it is for these people because the number one thing that I get is mm -hmm. the time. It takes a lot of time to set up the show. It takes time to set up and get the guests ready, do the research on them. Even finding a guest is hard for them. Also, the, the first package that copywriting is just for that one per month also. The, the first package is only 12 posts, 9 to 12 posts. And it's only per month. Per month. And it's only just the copywriting. And it could be a carousel, a static post, and video. That's it. That's all we're doing. And then you still have to like work with them to get that video recorded and things like that, right? Right. And then let's say they want to do that second package where the you you do one show per month. What are you doing for that? So what we're doing is we're creating the the marketing. So you have to in LinkedIn and StreamYard, you create an event and then it gets mm -hmm. posted, inviting all of the people that are inviting guests to attend the show mm -hmm. and then creating the opening and the closing for the show. And then we show up to produce. So we're taking care of all the technical. They're just coming. We're making. Sure I know, but that, like that opening and the closing, once you have one, you can use that every month, right? Right. We use that. And then the then taking clips from it. From the show to create. Oh, so, and then you, you repost those too? Yes. And how often do you repost those? So in that package, you only get like one or two. But in the 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 third package, you get more shows, more reclips or clips. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm failing to understand how that second package requires that much more work. Because for me, creating the individual posts, like writing copy for individual posts, let's say you're doing, you say you're doing like nine. Right, like that would take way longer than me doing a live show. <laughs> Do you know right, I mean? and, and that, and then that's that for you. That is easier, but for the people who I talk to, that's not. Why? They find it difficult because they say getting ready for the show is just too much work. It's just too much technical having to upload the, the I new. I know, but on your end, I'm talking about from your end. For my it's, end, it's super easy for us. Like it's super, I don't, it takes But me. that's what I mean. I I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I think your package is kind of backwards. Meaning <laughs> your lowest package is the most valuable one. From the client's perspective, it's literally the most valuable one. And it seems like it requires the most work from your end too. If I was an agent, video agency, and I was providing those services, it seems like your package one is like the most of the work and it's most of the value, but it's like the lowest package. So of course they're going to pick that every time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I don't think they're going to see the value in doing one, one, one a month live show more than, you know, constantly posting social media content. Do you understand what I mean? Or am I missing something here? <laughs> well, also in the industry, I'm actually one of the, I'm in the middle. I'm kind of higher because I know what other social media managers are charging for mm -hmm. just posting, writing copy and creating designs. So I'm not the cheapest, but I'm not the, I'm not the most expensive, but I am on the higher range. So 
personally, I'm I'm getting charged or I'm charging and I'm still doing okay versus I know people who are charging way less. So I see what you're saying. But what I mean is I think the package should be flipped. I think this is how I would package it if I were you. I think the lowest tier for me uh-huh. would be to do a live show once a month. And what they get is, you know, you maybe you 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 find a guest and you know you find the guest or whatever it is, you set up the stream yard and they show up and then you stream it across all their social media channels and they show up and then it's kind of like what we're doing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like this literally took me zero preparation. I just show up. Right? <laughs> and then um, and then either you're asking them the questions or you have the guests asking them the questions, right? And then they're just right. answering it and they do that once a month, right? Right. Like that, I would make that the lowest package because then what happens is all they're getting is that one live stream. Do you understand what I mean? And and that's not going to really help them. Like, yes, now they have an hour long, long form content that's posted on social media, but that's not going to get all the traction because, you know, long form videos are not what's going out and getting the <laughs> new new audience, right? So then it, it all make it up. Then you can upgrade them to the second one, which is, um, okay, now we can do we can do the same thing, but instead of doing it once a month, we can do it once a week. So now you have a weekly live show, right? And then maybe you go out and find the guests for them each week, or maybe you have the same person asking different questions, or maybe it's, it could be a Q&A type of show where you have people sending questions and you just ask them questions and they, they answer. Like, however the format is, maybe you do like once a week, right? So the only difference is oh, here's a live stream once a month. Here's a live stream once a week, right? Because I think that you can probably put that into a process where it doesn't take you that amount of time. I, I, for there, I would say the hardest part is asking the right questions during the interview or finding the right person to ask those questions during the interview or something like that, right? And then I would actually make the last one the highest package, <laughs> which is now what we're going to do is we're going to take the clips from these videos. We're going to take little clips from these videos that we recorded on the live stream, and we're going to turn them into short-form content with the copy and all of that. Do you understand what I mean? And yeah. that's where they get the most benefits because it's the short-form content that's going to get them new followers and more attention. At least that's how it works for me. If I were just doing this one hour long uh, live content, I don't think that's going to really help me get audience. Do you understand what I mean? Where my yeah. audience, like on YouTube, 90% of my audience comes from the short form content. Like, you know, Instagram, I, and then I repost the short form content on Instagram and, and uh, TikTok. And then I also, sometimes I post them on LinkedIn. But it's those short-form content that are getting me the new audience, not the long-form. Like the top of the funnel is the short-form, right? The short-form is getting me all the new eyeballs. And then once they watch like 10 of my short-form videos, they're like, oh, this this guy's kind of interesting. Then they'll watch one of the long-form videos. And that's where I build more deeper relationship. 
Do you know what I mean? So on and so on. So that's kind of how I would do it. And then maybe like, then, then you actually have, you know, like at the bare minimum, we'll do this for you. But on the top tier, you're, and, and you can even post that on, because it's so easy, right? And StreamYard, you just download the audio version and then you up, upload it on Anchor FM or something like that. So even that process should be, like you, you should be able to do that entire process in just two or three hours. And then on, on the highest package that, you know, what you're getting, so think about it like this from the client's perspective. The first package, what you get is you get a, a 30 minute or hour long live show on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, um, live streamed. And then you also get a once a month podcast episode, which goes, goes on the other podcast platforms, Spotify, you know, Apple, whatever it is, right? Wherever Anchor posts it to. The second package is you get the same thing, but four times a month, like once a week. The third package is you get all of that plus you get short form content posted across all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, you know, YouTube shorts, Facebook reels. And to me, the, the, the top one then becomes the most valuable package, but you're kind of doing that in the lowest tier. I mean, how does that sound to you? It's weird, but I mean, uh, I would have why, to. Why is it weird though? I don't understand. Because I'm just kind of like, I guess in some ways, you're, post, you're only producing a show, but you'd have to know your show. You'd have to know what topic. Like we're not, you'd have to have. Yeah, so is that where the time goes? Like when you usually produce a show, I'm assuming the time doesn't go into like setting up StreamYard and things like that, right? We do. I mean, there's a little bit of time to set that up. There is time to set that up for them. We upload everything, get it going, even put in the the, the guest information. And then mm -hmm. we're, we're actually engaging in their, like when they're live on LinkedIn, we're in the comments engaging on the in getting people talking to people in the comments but that's just for one hour for, for whatever one. the duration of that show right and then we even we can even do the copywriting for the to promote the show too like hey this is i know but we, if you do uh the short form content the the, the posts that you're talking about you're doing that nine times <laughs> Right. Whereas with the live stream, you're just doing it once. But we're not using just their content. We're also creating posts based on, hey, social media posts, right? It's not just from the show. Then there's what do they do? How do they help? Common questions. Okay, maybe, yeah. Maybe let's talk about that. So currently in your lowest tier package, what are the deliverables? Like me as a client, what do I get? So the deliverables are... We're creating content that will speak to your potential clients so that in turn, mm -hmm. these people will want to work with you. For the doctor... I know, but in terms of like the actual 
like how many posts do I get across how many social media channels? You know, you get between nine to 12 posts over three different platforms. Okay. And then for the second tier, what do I, what, what's the end deliverable that I get? You get the once a month live streaming show. You also get one to two uh, clips from that show. Mm-hmm. And in total, you'll get 12 posts and then you'll, and this is on three different platforms. So this includes your stories, putting it in your stories, the copywriting for the post. But that's, that, that's where the problem comes for me is that I'm already getting nine to 12 by getting your lowest tier. And then you're saying on top of that here, what I'm getting is, yeah, I'm, I'm getting 12 posts and then one live stream. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 90% of the values I'm already getting at the lowest tier. Okay. Like if I were, if I was the client, I wouldn't upgrade to the second package. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because that, like the value from first package to second package is not a huge jump for me as a client. But then if you flip that, where you say, okay, here, you get zero posts, but all you get is the live stream. Right. No night, right? And then on the second tier, you get the live stream plus nine to 12 posts. And we're going to use clips from that live stream. That's a huge value for me. So it, it makes me sense for me to upgrade, right? Right. So if you can, let's say this is how I would run it. I would some, set up some sort of a process where just spending five hours that I can get a live stream set up. Like the, the entire thing from the, the live stream package done, meaning um, either coming up with questions or finding a guest to ask the questions, setting up the stream yard, all of that. And then actually re- do, going live and doing the engagement all within five hours of my time, right? And then that's all they get basically, but that's not going to, that's going to give them a long form content asset. They're going to, that's going to give them their live stream once a month, but it's not giving them any social media posts. Right. And, and it also gives them the podcast, the audio version of it, but they're not getting any social media posts. If you want the social media, so, and make that cheap <laughs> because you, like I said, you're only spending five hours, right? And then, the second package is, okay, now we can turn that long-form content into short-form contents and then post it across social media channels. So there's, so, and then now this is more expensive. It's significantly more expensive than the first package. Okay. Yeah, because I can, I can see we're not doing very much in the first package, so it wouldn't be, I guess I can find a way to make it work it won't be that cheap but it'll be cheap yeah uh, i'll tell you this like how most i you know there, there's a lot of agencies out there that just do shorts short clips i don't know if you've seen those so what they do is like you know everyone everyone does their podcast or video podcast in-house like they record it themselves they just that's that's actually kind of how my process works like 
I, I use every Wednesday I record a, an hour long podcast like this, just like how we're doing right now. Right. And I just show up and do it. I don't have to do anything else. Okay. Like Gigi kind of schedules the, all the schedules. And then once I'm done, I'm done. I don't do anything. And I have video editors who goes in there into Riverside and downloads this one hour long episode. And they, they cut it up into short, like 30 to 60 second short form videos. Right. And then they post it on my social media channels. So I literally don't have to do anything and those gets posted. Um, and that work right there is probably the most popular service right now that almost everybody wants. So if, so we, so what you're saying is in the first package is you just, we record you and then. We, or live stream. Yeah. Live stream. And then we take those shorts and we don't, we don't schedule. You don't do the shorts. You don't, not even, not in the first package. Yeah. You just do the, because most people right now are not even recording anything. Right? No. No. <laughs> no. Because it's too I mean, much. So, <laughs> what I can say is demand-wise, I think the demand is here. So you have no idea how many people come to me and say, hey, do you know a video editor? Like, do you know a video editor who can take my hour-long podcast and turn it into short clips? That's the number one. <laughs> that's like the number one question that I get. So what I'll say is this. So if you can create some sort of a process where you can do that, that's like a moneymaker right there. We already almost, have the process. Now it's just thinking of the price because we already do it. We do it right now. As so how many, uh, yeah. So, so then think about that. Like how many, how many videos, how many short clips can you produce? Uh, like per week or whatever it is and how much you want to charge for that. And then secondly, then think about, okay, what about the people who don't even have that hour long, long form video, who doesn't record anything, who, who, who doesn't make any videos. You know what I mean? So maybe it's not really two separate packages. Maybe it's, maybe it's just one package. I mean, that's how I, I would do it. I would just have one package, right? Which is, uh, we, we produce all of your short form content for you. Okay. But you can just, you can record everything yourself and send us the long form footage and we'll cu cut it into clips and we'll do that for you. Or you, we can actually help you record that one hour long episode, whether it's live stream or not. We can help you record that and then we'll cut it up for you. So, so that's like if you just want to focus on the video, but it sounds like you guys also do marketing. So that's like a whole nother thing, right? So, so it's one thing for you to create these assets, create these short form clips and, and create them and then I'll even upload it for them. But the second part is what you mentioned is like engaging and <laughs> And doing all the, the all of those things, copywriting, those type of things, right? Right. That and that can all, all, almost kind of be its own service. Okay, I just have to relook at the packaging and reshift it. But the way I know that it works really well, just because I've been doing it for so long, is 
your posts are your con are your episodes. People are, that's what they're looking for from you. So they're just coming to the show. They're mm -hmm. just saying, look, I already have the podcast episodes. We can edit for them. I just have to mm -hmm. come up with that package because I already have that person. But but are people asking for you for that or are they more asking you for the show? The show, because that's what I'm putting out there from my email campaign, from my content, which is now slowly shifting. That that's that's the next thing. The content. But you're saying that most people just buy the lowest, the first package. When they once they they book a call for the podcast or are interested, then they end up only going to the social media, just posting for them, creating content. Why do you think that is? Um, what do you think that's stopping them from doing the the show? They it's just not what they what the doctor he said that's not what they were expecting to pay. Oh, it's the pricing. The pricing is that that it wasn't. They were looking to spend half that. So half that meant no live streaming show. Yeah, the, I mean, the, I guess that's the part that I don't really understand is like why is it so much work? to do a live streaming show because to me I, I look at the live streaming show as like a yes i can understand for it's more work for the the doctor because he needs to talk for an hour <laughs> he needs to have stuff to talk about for an hour but if if he's talking about his area of expertise that shouldn't be a problem right and then on your end you just need to set up the live stream on Streamyard. And then just like what we're doing right now, right? Isn't and then there's the making the clips and then there's the coach. Cause afterwards we do, I do provide a little bit of coaching. Like what can they do better from what did I notice in this episode? How can they do it a little bit better? And then there's just the, I mean, I, I see what you're, it's a fair question you're asking. It's just that, because I've been live streaming and using these platforms, I can, it is a lot of work having to manage being live, engaging in the comments, researching the guests, coming up with a question for the guests, making sure the guest sounds good and their lighting is good. Yeah. And when I say a lot of work, I mean, in terms of sheer number of hours, that's what I'm talking about. Like I would imagine it, Okay, maybe what you we're talking about is slightly different. Maybe you're thinking about your hours versus the hours that your team is spending. Because maybe the social media part, it takes less of your hours. Is that what you mean? Um, okay. If you were to just add up the sheer number of hours that's required in order to produce nine pieces of content without the live show versus doing nice. just... <laughs> I see what you're saying because the the first part is the hardest because we sit down with the client. We have to figure out what it is that they want to share and help them and guide them what kind of content and then ask them to write a few lines. So then we could take that and turn write the copy. So mm -hmm. my creative director for him, once it's clear to him, he just it doesn't take much time for him. Maybe Max. Yeah. I have to ask him, how many hours does it take? But then the copywriter, which is Robert, for him, it's if it's clear to him, it won't take 
maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Per post. Per post. But you're doing nine of them. Nine so of that's them. still like four hours, four to five hours. Four, yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So, and then plus the the your your designer or creative director, and then there's people who edits the videos. Right. Right. So if you add up all those together, I would imagine that's way that that's way more time consuming than to try to just produce a live show. Okay. No. Look, look, like, I, am I missing something here? <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's the, because in the beginning, the first opening and closing takes the longest. And then after mm -hmm. that, it's plug and play. Yeah. So that's, I want to talk about that too. So it sounds like you need some sort of a setup fee. We do have a setup fee. Okay. So I'm just talking about exclude the setup fee. Okay. But going, just going, because whether you do this or you do this, you need some sort of a setup fee because you need to understand their brand, all of that, right? Right. But if you take out the setup fee, what which, which is the one that takes more hours? The most hours is really when you're there for the show, meaning setup, the producing, like from the before the show starts, and then after, because you got to talk to them and say, this is what worked, this is what we could do better. And then during the show, you're taking care of, you're just producing, and then you're in the comments. Yeah, but that, okay, because during the show, that's just one hour. And let's say the prep takes about another hour, right? That's still only two hours. Yeah, two, yeah. Okay, two hours. That's still less than two hours. Whereas in, we just talked about how creating those posts, just writing the copy alone takes four, four to five hours. And that's just the copywriting because just because the sheer number of pieces of content that you need to create. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know well, that this requires more expertise, the live show. But in terms of just the number. But that's where the most, that's, that's the payment, like for remote producing. It's like 125 and more. But what, so are you doing that part, the live show part? Yeah, I'm there. And then, so is it, so maybe are you, are you thinking about just your hours and not? No, I'm about, because sometimes I don't even do, sometimes if I can't make it, then Robert does it because he has his own podcast. So then he's producing the show. Got it. Okay. Okay. Because that 125 yeah. includes the coaching piece too. It's not just producing. You're also getting coached. Yeah. I, I mean, what, if I were you, what I would want to do is I would look at, maybe you need to think about two separate things. One, what is the end deliverable that the client is getting? Regardless of like how much work it is for you, how much expertise it is needed. What is that the thing that the client is getting at the end of the day, right? And how much, how valuable is it to them, right? So one might be getting, you know, three pieces of content per week, right? On, across all social media channels versus a live stream, one hour live stream uh, across whatever three platforms or something like that, right? What's more valuable to them? 
or what, what's perceived as more value to them, right? And then the second thing I want you to look at is how many hours total of your entire team calculate, like how many total hours does it require for you to do each one of those things? Do you understand what I mean? Because yeah. I got, what I'm I, what I think you'll find is that um the podcast part like what this is what I'm trying to say. I think you you should be charging probably I don't know how much you're charging, but you probably should be charging way more for the social media part and less for the live stream. <laughs> that's what I, that's my feeling. Okay. Yeah, because I'm also, when I was doing the pricing, I was looking at what are other people charging in the industry. So do you want to disclose the, your pricing, kind of how much you charge? And Yeah, so the lowest package is 1600 And I know that there are social media managers that charge like between 400 or even 200 to like what I'm charging. And for, for 1600 the they get... They get nine to 12 posts. Right. And one of them is a carousel. Yes. And there's engagement. There is... How many of them are videos? So it it depends. So if they want videos, then it could be out of the nine. Let's say they want not... Let's say it's nine. Six of them will be videos. Got it. And then you do the engagement you said too? Yes. Okay. And then what's um, what's the second package? The second package starts at about between nineteen hundred and more. Oh, so it's not that much more. Not that much more. It's, it's only seven hundred dollars more. Right. That's it's not if like they double. were just. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not like they would know. <laughs> they wouldn't oh, know. Like, the, okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, they wouldn't know. Like, if they just say, hey, I just want to see your packages, I do have a sheet and it just kind of breaks it down to them. But the highest package starts from like 2,500. No, I lied. 3,000 and more. Got it. In the first package, what's the most time consuming part? The most time consuming part is sitting down with them. And strategizing. And you do that upfront or do you do that with every post? We do that once a month. So like their first it, month okay. understanding. And then after that, it's just we meet once a month saying what's working, what's not and going. But that's not what's happening with the doctor. We're really struggling with the doctor. And what do you think that is? Because... We explained numerous times we couldn't even get access to their account, so we can't even post on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And then two, getting just asking for, hey, you want these content ideas. Can you explain? I've even broken it down. I said this will be an educational post. This will be an inspirational. This will be a myth. And I even put the prompt, provide me a little bit. Is this a myth that they believe? Mm-hmm. And I struggle to get him to respond that to now I'm just like, we're sitting down for three hours with the whole team. <laughs> that that sounds like that should be more of like a premium client. 
because yeah. that's the thing, right? Like, uh, it's always about um, when you work with clients, it's always about like how much hours they need to put in versus how much hours we're putting in, right? And some clients just don't want to do anything. <laughs> they just want to like white glove service where you do everything for them, right? And that's what we want. I'm not yeah. complaining. The clients are great. Like I love them. They they love me. We we get along. It's just that whole piece of the understanding. Why do I need to give you a little bit? You should just know. But we can't speak. I don't speak doctor. Like I don't speak yeah. that language. Yeah. And I'm your ideal client. So I'm just trying to understand what is it? Why should I care? Just give me two lines. We'll take care of the rest. Yeah, but that that problem is something you're going to face over and over. Yeah. Like we also face that with our clients. Because right. like at the end of the day, they're busy. Clients are busy, right? <laughs> so. Right. And, and it's okay. It's okay. Like, I don't, the, it's okay. It's the learning process. And I see where you're coming from, son, about re-looking at my packages because we do a lot when it comes to the social media. Like, it's a lot. When they come to you right now, you said they find you through LinkedIn, like your live streams on LinkedIn. Live stream or my posts. Okay. And then what what do you think what do you what is it that you think they want? They want to be like what they want to do what you're doing basically. They want to be doing what I'm doing or they're just like, "Look, I'm t- I'm burnt. I can't handle doing it all." I want you. I just want to show up. Okay, and and right now, most of the people that you talk to, are they posting content, or are they not posting content? Like, are they posting content, but it's just they're too overwhelmed. They're too, they don't have the time, or is it that they're not posting content and they want to start? Most of these people are posting content. Either they're paying for ads. Or they had a live streaming show and it didn't do as well as they'd like to. And then so they, they saw you doing it and they're like, oh, she's, she's or, doing it. Or like your post that you recently did about why CEOs are going to podcasts and YouTube. Mm-hmm. They're realizing that they have they have a really good referral system. Their posts, they're well known. But they're realizing they're still getting leads that are not warm, are good and not good enough, but leads that are not hot. They want to change that, and so they understand that the podcast and a live streaming show helps with that. But the the reason why they understand that is from watching your show. Watching my show is one, but also they just know how the industry. Just they just know based on watching other people i'm not the only one they're watching got it so that's what you're really selling then you what you're selling is solution to those problems if you if you try to focus your sales message your sales on based of like this is how many videos you're going to get this is what you're getting things like that there are clients who wants that they already know all the value blah 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 they just want the number and they you know, they just want pretty much the manual labor of doing that stuff, right? Right. But it it sounds like that's not what your clients are looking for. Your your clients are actually looking for a strategy. Your clients are looking for more. It's because so- the way that I I um. So recently, 
I sat back and, under, and I was defining who is it that I am looking for and mm-hmm. what are their objectives. And I looked at where was I in my journey? And that's your, this is your plug. Your storytelling group really helped understand mm-hmm. that because through one of the, I forget which one, I realized, okay, it takes time I, and it's, you get burnt out really easily. And so my content started to shift in that direction, talking to those pain points that I started to get more traction. And so even the content that I'm about to be, that I started posting now is going to be turning that direction. Like today's post will be, um, I like, <laughs> I love living small. I love that misery, but we all know that's not, we all know we can't do that if we have a business. Mm-hmm. So it's less about, so when, when, when in agencies, there's two types of work that's being done. There's the creative work and then there's the production work. For example, when I work with a client, first we need to come up with some sort of a strategy. Like these are the messaging, but here's the story. Then the, and then some sort of creative strategy, like with design, we're going to use this, this, and then we maybe for design the first page. Right. But then after that, there's still production work that needs to be done. Meaning somebody needs to take that and design every page on the website, the contact us page, the FAQ, you know, all of those things, somebody needs to code it, put it all into WordPress, launch it. And like, those are just, those are production. That's, those are just work that needs to be done. It's not like, do you understand what I mean? So it's kind of like strategy, the brain work versus manual labor. Right. Do you understand what I mean? And we need, you need to be able to separate those two. And it sounds like from what, what I'm hearing, people are not coming to you just for the manual labor. They're not just coming to you because they need a video editor. You know what I mean? They're actually coming to you because they need some guidance on what kind of content to make. How can they increase their leads? Things like that. Yeah. So then you need, that's what you need to sell. Like in my opinion. So when somebody comes to you, um, you know, when you sell the package, maybe the package should be like, okay, here's the product you're selling, which is all consultation, meaning meeting once a month to see what your content is like coming up with plan for the next content here, planning for your next live stream, blah, 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 blah. And then you, the separately, you have a service that, okay, we're going to set up your stream yard. We're going to edit your videos and we're going to do blah, 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 separate that out. Right. So that they're paying you for this and they're paying. So, so you can still do only the manual labor, but that means their client has to do all this other work, which they don't know how to do. So then you need to charge them for that. Do you, know, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm taking notes as we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sit down and really, and look at that. Cause I'm, as you're talking, the three clients that I'm not doing too much work for them, but it really, I'm really just charging them for strategy, sitting down, understanding who is that, who are they speaking to craft? Oh, and then they record and do everything themselves. Uh, one client is one client. I'm actually using Riverside to record them. 
Okay. Got it. Yeah, those you should be charging more. And I'm not charging that much. Yeah, so it actually has to be the other way around. The because th just think about it, right? The 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 manual labor work you can scale out. You can keep hiring people to do those work. But the strategy part is the stuff where you come in. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. Because only you can do it. <laughs> Actually, you can't just hire a video editor to, to do the yeah, strategy the, work. The fun yeah. part is I'm getting to a point where I even bring in, uh, I have a branding consultant strategist that I bring in. If it's too, like I can't figure it out, I bring them in. So I'm getting to the point where I'm even getting others to come in. They are great. At, and I, of course, I interviewed them on my show. So I know what they can do. Mm -hmm, I see. Got it. Yeah, I, I think you need to really figure that out on what is it that you're really selling? Are you just selling video editing service? Or are you selling strategy? And if you are selling strategy, break that down into what exactly like do you know what i mean yeah yeah and i can tell you right now i'm selling strategy i'm not selling video editing because you didn't know i could you didn't know i have video editing because that's not what i talk about yeah, yeah yeah so then i think you should you should not walk away from the coaching part actually i think you coaching should be part of your service do you know what i mean so you can coach them on what their strat what their content strategy should be doing should be what they should be talking about you know all of those kind of things and like how, how to word your content in a way that it's going to attract the right audience all of that right and then you can say now go <laughs> you can go write it yourself you can make the video yourself or something like that right or we can just do the whole whole shebang for you from beginning to end. But when you post content, like, what would I be saying? No, no. So you still need to use Riverside and all, all those other methods to get, get it out of them. But at least, like, otherwise, then they have to do everything, right? They have to edit the videos. They have to write the copy and post it. No, no, no. What I'm asking is when I'm posting on LinkedIn. When I'm talking to people or when I'm posting my content, am I saying that I'm coaching or am I just pinpointing their pain points and talking about that and how you can get over that? Well, what, what kind of content do you make right now? So today's post is I love playing small. I love living in this misery, but do I really? And why? And the question that I ask myself, because I have to write this, is why is this important to the person? Why are you playing small? Then the post, the next post is, do you struggle what to talk about when you go live? Uh, the next one is, you're stuck at perfection when it comes to posting a video. Uh, finding guests to interview on your podcast show is super easy, so I thought. Uh, simple tips to help you overcome camera shyness. And then the next one is, imagine being 21. I mean, we always talk about what advice you would, we always talk about what advice you would give your 21-year-old self, but how about what advice would you give yourself for the next 21 years? That's what I have laid out for a few posts.
I have more, but as you can tell, it's a little bit about finding a, the struggles of finding a guest. The why are you playing small? Um, how to you know what to talk about in a in a live show or podcast, and why you're and the, another post that I didn't read is why your lack of visibility is killing your reach. Okay, I think those are all great. I think you should continue to talk about those. In addition to that, I want you to make content around something specific, like meaning. Okay, here are the softwares that you can use to live stream. Do you know what I mean? Okay, when you first go on live and you don't know how to start or you feel awkward or this is what, these are some questions that you can start with. Or, and even think about like, what are some specific questions that your clients are asking you or specific things that they're stuck on? And then talk about it. Like for example, oh, I have a client who, um, I have a client who ha had a guest book, but the, the guest didn't show up. What should I do? <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or like, um, um, Oh, I had a I had a live stream, but people keep asking the same questions. Do I just should I keep answering the same thing over and over? Like, do you know what I mean? Those kind of things. Okay. Or, or what you just said is perfect, right? The first two lines of your LinkedIn is the most important, right? Because that's what people see, and and it's not like Instagram. In Instagram, nobody reads caption. <laughs> you know, like. Those specific things is what you want to talk about. Another one that I had is advertisers. People look at wanting advertisers, but I'm like, I have a, <laughs> I have a podcast that's made money or a live streaming show that's made money without a large following, without advertisers, without paid ads. And I'm still here. Yeah, talk about that too. Okay. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, another good one would be like something like you, you said before. Um, like, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people, they put out content, but there's, it's not generating leads for them. And here's why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Or you might be posting content, but nothing's happening for you. You're not getting traction. Here's why. I'm typing it. But it sounds like your niche are going to be mostly personal brands, uh, smaller brands who are struggling with content. Yes. I mean, I could work with bigger ones. I mean, the doctor was, <laughs> I was like, okay, the doctor is there. Cause That's it's still a smaller brand. Yeah. It's a smaller brand, but I'm not, I'm not looking for a short term relationship. I'm looking for a long term. So that means like a year or more. What's going to happen is most if you want to work with bigger clients, most bigger clients want more specific service. Like, I just need somebody to take our long-form content and just keep 
editing short form content for me. That's all I need. They're okay. like big clients are not going to be like, oh, I I need a, I need strategy with this. Or like because they already have a strategist. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like big clients are looking for a specific service. I think it's actually the smaller clients that needs the strategy the most. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, actually, the more bigger clients you work with, the more boring the projects are going to be. And I'm okay with that. When you said that, because I believe in having a mixture, right? Like you have your big clients. That's your, you could say. Bread and butter. Like, bread yeah. and butter is yeah. boring, but it's it's there. Then your fun ones, and you even mentioned it today, they're the ones that are like your passion project and you want to yeah. do it. But, and it helps build your portfolio. And that's why. So maybe I, what you want to do is, so the big clients you're going to get through, uh, you're not going to get through um, your LinkedIn inquiries. <laughs> like none of my big clients follow me. They're not even on social media. <laughs> I mean, I got them all through. Uh, either word of mouth or relationships and networking and stuff like that, right? So, and and the the way it works with big clients is like, once you start working with one company, like they're going to refer you to another company and so on and so on and so on. So what I would advise is you, you might want to do some outbound, meaning if I were you, what I would do is I would create a package where you say, uh, I can take all of your long-form content. I can take your long-form content and edit it into shorts, right? Or I can take, or, or, or vi just, you know, video editing service for shorts, or, um, or something like that, or copywriting. Like I can, you know, we can write all of your captions for you and all of that, and then, so like, bracket them into these services. And then just reach out to uh, uh, clients. What I would probably do actually is, um, I would go through all the big podcasts, maybe like, uh, or or yeah, businesses like. I don't know the. I don't know what what niche would need that kind of service, but I would look at companies that are already advertising with video or something like that. So, cause then you know that they're already kind of spending money into video. Right. And then on LinkedIn, I would just reach out to them and then try to just get one or two clients like that. Reach out to like, or maybe on LinkedIn, find, um, look for CMOs, marketing directors, like head of vi the video department or something like that and see if they're high. like it's 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 very similar to like looking for a freelance gig freelance job <laughs> do you understand what i mean yeah and then just get one or two contracts like that the funny part is as we are going <laughs> as we are talking you've answered most of my questions <laughs> that's good that's good i'm i'm glad <laughs> i was helpful <laughs> Can any I'm other um, questions you have? Any specific um, questions for me? Will you be on my show? <laughs> yes, I'm happy to. <laughs>
Um, I'll be on it. Okay. <laughs> You'll be excited. I'm trying to think. I guess. Send me a. Do you have like a Calendly? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. okay we're, booking for, we're booking for 2024. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fully booked. <laughs> um. Because I, I really want to get this agency going. That's why the focus was this. And right now I, I'm trying to think. So I understand that I need to relook at my hours for my team and then relook at the packages and then um, look at- What's the main thing that you're looking for? Are, are you looking for um, consistency of like keep clients or are you looking for a few clients that are- long-term contracts that you want to so i am looking for getting new, more clients but being there for long term i don't like short term i actually like to build relationships with people and see them through for years okay to come. so then what i would do is instead of i don't want you to use try to use your social media as a means of getting clients. Okay. Do you understand? I mean, and here's why. Because your social media content, content marketing and all of that is great for B2C or like if you want coaching clients, things like that. Like I, I, I consider coaching clients still B2C. Okay. <laughs> what, what I consider B2B is like a company that has like at least 10 to 20 employees and up. That has right. some sort of a process. Uh, that I'm not, I'm not talking to the the stakeholder directly, right? Those are the businesses that's going to be. Th that's what I consider B two B, right? And in order for you to have a consistent, sustainable uh, agency, those are the clients. You need clients that are like, even if you want smaller clients, you need clients that are like ten to hundred employees. They have a you know, like at least like $10 million in up revenue <laughs> and, you know, like, or maybe not 10 million, but maybe like $5 million, three to 5 million in up revenue that can keep paying you every month a, a decent amount for a long period. Because if you work with tiny clients, like where somebody's paying out of their own pocket, they're going to be like, after two months, they're going to be like, this is not working. Like, and then they're going to be like, okay. You know what I mean? There's going to be so many of those, right? Right. So what you need is a little bit bigger clients. And in order to get those clients, like the marketing director of that company, right? Or the CEO of that company is not on social media <laughs> looking at uh, how do I do video content kind of content. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Yes. They're busy doing running their business. <laughs> So what you have to do is you have to go out and get these people. You have to ask people. You have to network. Uh, it's it's more of a networking game. Okay. It's like none of my none of my clients that pay our bills follow me or <laughs> is even on social media. <laughs> like most of these people are not even going to be on social media. So you know, like one good niche, for example, is real estate like real estate brokerage, right? Because real estate agents need content. And the big ones that are doing like 
you know, like, you know, like $100 million, $200 million a year in sales. Those, those guys are making good money. They're like making five to $10 million a year. So they, and then they have like a small team, right? And they all need video content, but they don't know how, anything about video, right? So go find, maybe around Houston, find the, the top 200 realtors, <laughs> right? Or the top 500 realtors in Texas and literally reach out to every single one of them and say, hey, you know, I built my brand on LinkedIn and, you know, all through videos and blah, 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 and I, I can help you with that, okay? And so maybe find niches like that or like, there's there are certain or or maybe um doctors not such a great one but maybe chiropractors because like in doc with with doctors there's a different kind of doctors that needs content marketing versus don't like chiropractors need content marketing right because pain they management. need pain yeah, management, pay, yeah, pay management so maybe find the top two hundred to five hundred pain management doctors or chiropractors, right? Find top 200 to 500 car dealers. Like, so, and then just like reach out to them and try to get business that way. You're, I think you're going to have more success that way. And then once you have two or three clients like that, you don't even have to do that anymore. They'll Once you're doing a good job for them, people will see that and they'll be like, hey, I noticed that you're posting more videos. Like who, who does your videos? And they can be like, oh my gosh, oh, you got to check out Sri. She's amazing. That's what's going to happen. True. But in True. the beginning, you're going to have to get that tier of, like those kind of clients are not just going to come through inbound on social yeah. media because they're not spending time on social media. The top realtors are not spending time. The top realtors are, that are killing it, that needs video service, they're not on LinkedIn or Instagram like, following people yeah. like you they they're following other people that might be potential brokers or buyers or you know, you know what i mean investors mm -hmm. they're not so so look for personal brands that are one of the top people at what they do whether it's chiropractors uh real estate agents um what else is there accountants lawyers Lawyer, like I was thinking about that. Lawyers, accountants. Yeah, like those smaller law firms, uh, private practice law firms. Not like corporate lawyers. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I'm, I, when I think about industries that no matter what happens with the recession or not, it's always you always somebody's always buying and selling a home. We mm -hmm. always need a doctor. Mm -hmm. There, we always need a lawyer. We always yeah. need to do our taxes. Like yeah. we can't Things get like away that. from that. <laughs> those are the brick, like those are the bread and butter business. So start from there. So you have like, and another thing is with the, that's, that's the thing a lot of people don't realize about agency business. Like 80% of our revenue comes from projects that is not on our webs, our portfolio that you probably don't, you don't even know that there are clients. They're the boring projects that. <laughs> You know, that just pays the bills, right? Like, so you, so you need a, you need a few clients that's going to bring you 80% of your revenue that pays the bills that are stable that you just don't have. So, 
So now you never have to worry about money and cash flow. Right. Then you can have fun doing these creative projects and all this other stuff, right? But first thing I want you to do is put your focus on that 80% of the, the boring bread and butter business so that you have something to stand on top of and, and, and grow your business. And I love those type of things. Like, I don't mind the boring. I actually appreciate it. <laughs> I, okay, realized, then... <laughs> I realized this last year, but I didn't understand what was the boring. And that's when understanding the industries. And then when you were asking about why are they going with the cheaper package, it got me rethinking, how can I redo this? Because that is a struggle. Um, if I was I starting out, go ahead. Super package. Oh, and then you were talking about outbound. It's just digging. I did want to ask: Did you ever look at, like, let's say, an Indeed listing? Yeah, that, I was going to say that too. Yeah. So, if but the thing is, most of them are going to be like corporate B two B corporate business. So, um, yeah, that if I'm starting out, that's probably what I would do. I would go to like job postings of people looking for web designer or video editor or video producer, and then just reach out to them and say, hey, I'm not uh, looking for a job, but have you ever thought about outsourcing this? Because we can do that for you, right? Something like that. Okay. Or if I were you, what I would probably do is I would just make a list of, uh, find a list of like top 500 real estate agents in Houston or in Texas. And I would just send a message to every single one of them and say, hey, I can I can do your uh, video content and social media for, for you. Um, and if nobody, like, if not a single one of those 500 people reply to you, which is impossible, <laughs> um, what I would do is then I would go back to each one of them again and say, hey, like, why don't you let me do this for you for a month, two months or three months for and I'll do it for free. And if you don't, if you like me, then just, you know, promise me that you're going to, you know, hire me long term or something like that. Um, because once you get one of those guys, right, and and you're constantly producing content for, let's say, let's say this is a real estate agent who's, you know, pretty well known in the real estate industry. Maybe nobody knows him in, in you know, in the mainstream world, but in the real estate world, he's like the top 10 real estate agent in Houston and you're doing video content for them and they start putting out these content because you know on their social media and they have already an audience and then they're all the other real estate agents starts coming to them be like hey like I love what you're doing with your video content like like I noticed that you've been posting a lot of videos lately and I love like like how you know like can you give me some tips or like how who does that for you blah, blah, blah. then that's how you're gonna get clients too okay. that's actually how we we got into the, I told you, like, we did Gabby Bernstein's website. We put our link on the bottom. Gabby started referring us to all these other personal brands. And that referred us to other personal brands. And that's how we got into that business. Okay. I think I, like, cut you off when you were going to say, I want you to start. What did you want me to start with? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I think you should make a list of, like, 500 real estate agents. Because real estate agents need this more than anyone else. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I'll look for them and listen. All right. Out. I'm looking forward to 
seeing how uh, how you execute and uh yeah you're a night owl nation so just uh you know jump on those hot seats if you have any other questions i will i will and then i'll send Gigi the link so you can book yeah send me the link for your calendly okay all and right Shri. <laughs> thank you so you're much doing, for you're doing great you're killing on linkedin uh, i'll I'll see you on Sunday and have a great rest of the week. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And see you all next week. Cheers. Bye.